is the Starting Why Podcast. Here we ask entrepreneurs, actors, investors, innovative, and artists on the why. Why they are doing what they are doing, what motivates and drives them, and why can't they stop. We will start in five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Starting Why again. This is Joe coming to you from Frankfurt, Germany. And this time I have another cross-continental interview, but this time I have Darlington here with me who is joining me from Nigeria. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Nice to meet everybody. Hello, audience. Happy to connect with you guys. Hey, totally pleasure to have you here. I'm not 100% sure how we bumped into each other, but I do believe it was really meant to be since you are starting right now as we're speaking, in Nigeria, a digital bank called Aladdin. So Aladdin, yes. <laughs> yes. That is something we call here a new bank, something like Penta, for example, comes to mind here from Germany. I don't think there's something really a competitor, something really popular in the US we could like refer to. I have seen you've been spending a lot of time in many, many different positions in banking. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did, what you learned, and how it made you start Aladdin? I have about 13 years banking experience. I've been here in Nigeria. I began my banking career in 2008. So one of the foremost banks in Nigeria called uh, GTB, Guarantee Trust Bank, meaning as a salesman. And then I designed a product for the bank and I was moved to strategy department where we strategize and design new products for the bank. From there, I moved to Diamond Bank under the retail division of Diamond Bank. Then I got a stint with a microfinance bank, a pan-African microfinance bank called Primera. And I got a call later to become the pioneer MD for Cash. Cash is a subsidiary of Opera. Opera is a Norwegian firm. The guys that own the Opera Mini Browser. They had a $100 million fund for Africa. So they designed OPAY, which is a payment platform, and OCASH, the micro-lending platform. So I was a pioneer director for OPAY, and I was a pioneer MD for OCASH in Nigeria. So uh, for the last 12, 13 years, so I played around fintech, microfinance, retail banking, and the likes for the last 13 years. So that has been my experience in banking. I see. And that basically gave you some food for thought because I do believe you realized that let's say old banking model like it was developed is not the thing customers read, uh, need right now. And what were you thought? Was there something like one event triggered you to start Aladdin or was it like a slow process? Can you take us along this journey? So I've been doing because of my 13 years designing products, creating strategies for different banks. I realized that the banking structure has not evolved in the last 50 to 100 years. I mean, all the banks have similar structure, what I call a monolithic structure, where there's only a vertical relationship between the bank and the customers. The customers are not allowed to have horizontal relationships. Um, that, for me, was a no-no. And with the pandemic, 2020, I left my position as the MD of OCAS during the pandemic around March, April. I saw that as an opportunity because many businesses in Africa, we are migrating online. They needed a new kind of bank, a bank that has evolved alongside with them because most of them were, in fact, were doing physical marketing before, but now they are all selling on Instagram, on WhatsApp, on Telegram, on Facebook, and on TikTok. 
So I felt this was the right time for me to actually branch out and come up with Aladdin, which is a bank that has both a vertical and a horizontal structure. So Aladdin was born out of years of actually looking at the old banking structure and knowing within me that something has to be done if banking was to move forward in Africa. And that's how we gave back to Aladdin. So Aladdin is the first bank to break the walls, the walls between customers. In the old system, customers are kept in silos and they are just mere account numbers. But in Aladdin, you are not an account number. You're a human being. You have a profile page and you can interact with other bank users on Aladdin platform. So that's what gave back to the Aladdin vision. If I understand it right, your Aladdin bank is not only a digital bank, but also something like a social network within your clients. Is that the way to see it? Aladdin is a three-in-one platform. It has a bank with normal banking stuff like savings, loans, investment, payment, remittances, lease payment, and the likes. We also have insurance, pension, access to mortgage. So we have all those things. But at the same time, Aladdin has an in-built marketplace. So a marketplace where these SMEs and these freelancers can interact and buy and sell from each other. But in the marketplace, to differentiate us from the likes of Instagram and other places, we have an inbuilt escrow system, payment system, that protects the buyers and the sellers. So Aladdin has the banking side, it has a marketplace, and it also has an active community, active social network, where these guys can also interact socially. All right, so three-in-one bank, social, marketplace, and banking, all in one app. So that's how beautiful Aladdin is. Now a lot of people out there will be shocked. Uh, what? Social network and a bank? I really don't know. Don't want my business partners to know where I'm banking or what I'm doing there. So, for example, explain it from the perspective of one of your clients. Why this marketplace, this like public profile makes sense for your clients? Okay, so do the bad matter is that Africa's economy is powered by SMEs. Over 80% of adults in Africa have one business venture or the other because there are not enough 9 to 5 jobs in Africa. Even those that have 9 to 5 jobs, they also have a side hustle. So the truth is that the Africans are looking for platforms to actually sell their goods or you know platforms where they can buy their goods. So what we've done as a bank is to provide these ancillary benefits for our customers. So we are a bank, first of all. Our core is banking. But what we've done is to allow our customers to interact in the marketplace. So we believe that if customer of the bank and I have something to sell, another customer of the bank can also buy that stuff from me or perhaps a service to render or to offer. Some other bank customers may need that service. So what we've created is a marketplace. So, but for you to ask, so what the beauty of the app is that the app is segmented. The social side is on one side, the marketplace is on another side, and the banking is also on another side. For example, the banking is pin protected. You can't even go into the banking side or see my balances or my transactions if you don't have my pin or my password. So in the same app, why the social side of the marketplace, you can access that anyhow. You can't access the banking side without the password or the pin of the user. So there's no fear of saying that uh, my friends are going to know what I do with my bank. There's no fear. Nobody's going to know unless you give them your pin or your password. We also create that social feel. We are, they can interact socially. I can follow you. You can follow me on Aladdin. I can go to your profile page and I can see that you're a businesswoman. You're into cake making. You're a programmer or you're into photography or whatever. I can decide to follow your page and then follow your updates on Aladdin. But at the same time, we can buy ourselves from each other. 
So the app is segmented beautifully. And at the same time, my financial transactions are protected. So that's how Aladdin works. You're always talking about Africa, like the whole continent. My understanding is that your bank right now, formerly headquartered in Nigeria. Can you talk a little bit about for the many, many people out there who are listening, who are not familiar with what is the current situation of regulation in Africa? Can you offer your services like across the whole continent, across just one of the regions? What is the current situation? One of the things I've not mentioned is that Aladdin is the pioneer ecosystem bank in Africa. So apart from being a super app, Aladdin is also an ecosystem bank. And now, how the ecosystem works, one of the best examples of ecosystem is WeChat, WeChat in China. You know, WeChat has over 1 million other mini programs that run on the WeChat platform. So there's the core WeChat, which was initially a messaging app, you know, for messaging each other. But WeChat has evolved over time to involve financial transactions, the marketplace, and over 1 million other mini programs. So what we are doing with Africa is that we have a lot of APIs and a lot of fantastic uh, startups across Africa that we want to partner with all right, on our ecosystem app. So, for example, if right now we're starting with Nigeria, because we're in Nigeria, we're also partnering with startups and guys that have SDKs, APIs, mini programs here in Nigeria. For example, the insurance part of the app is provided by a licensed insurance broker. So we don't need to own all the licenses across Africa. All we need to do is to ride on their partnership and then integrate that API into our ecosystem. That way, we're able to provide more and more services across Africa, riding on the licenses and partnerships of beautiful startups and bigger companies across Africa. So that is the plan. So we are in Nigeria, uh, which is the most populous black country in Africa, with over 220 million people. So we're starting with Nigeria, but while we're expanding across Africa through partnerships and API integrations across Africa. So we don't need to have offices around Africa. We have an ecosystem. And we just have to have those partnerships across Africa as we expand from one country to the next country. So that's the plan. Would you also need separate licenses if you're expanding into other African countries? Okay, like I said, that's what I'm saying that we're an ecosystem bank. So we cannot afford to have licenses in 50 countries. Africa has over 50 mm -hmm. countries. So that's what I'm saying with the ecosystem model, all right? For example, if we proceed into Ghana, all right? All we need to do, I want to provide services in Ghana. We have other startups and fintechs in Ghana that we can partner with. They already have the license. All we need to do is to white label their solution into our ecosystem, all right, and provide the same services to people in Ghana. But if, for example, there are some services we want to offer that requires licensing, then we have no choice than to actually purchase those licenses in Africa. And that's why we're raising capital, you know, to expand into all these countries. But like I said, with the ecosystem model, you don't need to reduce the number of licenses that we need to buy because we can stay in one place and offer similar services through API integration into our ecosystem. So, for example, WeChat has millions, I mean, or hundreds of thousands of APIs and mini programs running on their platform. I'm not sure that all those guys have offices in China, but I, I mean, they're riding on the WeChat platform, and I'm, I'm sure they have wonderful partnerships signed with those, the owners of these mini programs. And that's how we want to operate across Africa. I see. And, for example, you just talked about Ghana. When somebody accesses your Aladdin app from Ghana and you're providing their services on with the help of local licensed partners, would the person actually know what they're interacting with or would it just be Aladdin all across the screen? 
the model for us is to white label your API. But at the same time, based on the kind of partnership we have, there's some partnership that will tell you this is this particular service is powered by this particular service provider. For example, right now we're talking to a company called Tangerine. Tangerine is a big insurance company here in Nigeria and across the world. And approached us to say, okay, we want to use, we want to offer our services through your ecosystem. So, for example, if you come to the insurance page, that page can say powered by Tangerine, so that we know that Aladdin is not an insurance broker, but it's in partnership with Tangerine. But the entire look and feel, the entire user experience will be Aladdin. You understand that? So, we want the entire user, the entire user experience to be uniform across the app. You understand that? But we can write powered by our partner, Tangerine. Because they are the owners of the license and they are the owners of they are the brokers for the solution, so that's how we want to run at, at the same time. If now somebody in Africa or somewhere else in the world hears this, we will provide an access and link to a website where they can learn more about how to tie in your ecosystem. And right now, in how many places are you active by yourself or on behalf of partners? And where do you go? Okay, so like I said, I mean, Aladdin is just, operationally speaking, Aladdin is about six months old, all right? So we are still in Nigeria. We are doing our pre-seed round. So we're still in Nigeria. So, and in Nigeria already, we already have partnerships. So we have a lot of partnerships on queue. We're doing some integrations right now. For example, the underwriting process of our lending, we have a partner in San Francisco in America who is providing the underwriting process for our loans. So our loans are being provided by our partners in the United States. We sign partnership with them. And uh, we have another partner for remittance in London who want to offer us um, some remittance um, so that guys in 27 countries of the world, I mean, in diaspora, can send money back home, you know, from through our partnership in London. So we're in Nigeria and we're already doing some partnerships already. We're already tied in a partnership. In the area of these payments, we have a partnership with a billion dollar unicorn called Interswitch. Interswitch has access to 4,000 billers, you know, 4,000 billers. You can pay government taxes. You can, you can pay school fees. You can do a whole lot through interest. So we're in partnership with them already to provide access to 4,000 billers on the app already. So while we're still in Nigeria, we're already exploring the ecosystem model here in Nigeria. And in the next um, 18 months or more, 12 to 18 months, we tend to begin to spread that to other African countries once we read our seed round. Right now, we're raising our pre-seed round on wefunder.com. That's where you can find Aladdin. We're raising the $1 million pre-seed round. That is just the beginning of the journey. Of course, you will also provide the link and we will link it down here in the show notes. Um, you just said you just right at the start, you're six months old. Um, what would be the timetable like looking into the future? Like tomorrow, the rest of Africa, the day after the rest of the world? What is your plan here? Our focus is actually Africa because Africa economy, like I said earlier, is powered by SMEs, freelancers, gig workers. And most of them are digital natives. Africa has the youngest population in the world. They have the youngest continent. A lot of Gen Zs, over 400 million Gen Zs. Some of them, for the first time, they encounter the computer through their mobile phone. And they are used to their mobile devices. So we feel that the African market is the best place to start. Because a lot of these Gen Zs are going to be out of job in the next two years. And when they are out of job, the next thing to do is either go into business or become freelancers. So they need a platform that can support their daily hustle. That is why in Aladdin, we say we support your daily hustle. 
So if you're a freelancer or an SMB, we'll support you. So Africa, that's why, but beyond Africa, there are other third world countries or developing countries in other places that still have the same type of demograph or demography like Africa. We're also targeting those countries, but the first spot of call for us is Africa. We want to empower as many SMEs, as many freelancers, as many individuals as possible in Africa. And then we can now export the model that is working in Africa to other developing nations of the world. I do understand and I do believe the African market is quite a lot there. We are talking a lot about the mental framework of how you make decisions how an entrepreneurial endeavor works for you talking about mindset making decisions what would you say is something that is unique to african entrepreneurs some of the unique features of african entrepreneurs is that one they are not structured so most of them are not structured and most of the so-called smes we have in africa they are not even registered and most of them have bank accounts in their names while some don't even have bank accounts so these are some of the unique things about them so We're trying to provide a holistic solution for them. For example, we want to help some of them get registered with the appropriate bodies in their countries to have them provide structure by giving them a business account. You know, most of them don't have business accounts with sub-accounts so that they can manage their finances better. Most of them have not even used some tools to help to manage their employees or to manage their inventory. So we're looking at the unstructured nature of SMEs in Africa because they're majorly unstructured. We're also providing the tools to help structure them. They are just hustlers. Most of them are hustlers. They just wake up in the morning and they go out, out there to put food on the table and they do not bother themselves about structure. But for this to work, we mean that we also have to find ways, apart from empowering them with a marketplace, a social network and banking products, we also find ways to help them structure their business. And that is why we are attracted to the African market because the opportunities are actually endless. Now, if you structure a man's business, he's willing to pay subscription fees because you are providing him with monthly uh, tools to enable him to organize his business better and have access to more capital for his business. So the African market is wide, it's underdeveloped, and it's quite attractive. I mean, to anybody who wants to actually provide solutions to enormous challenges that face Africa. So that not only means you're also open to partners, from my understanding, but also that you do some entrepreneurial training, giving them some structure, as you said. What is like the first fundamental steps you help them to achieve in order to structure their sometimes not that small of a business? So for us, we're taking it step by step. We want to we have provided three things already. Our app is already in the market. Play Store, you can find it in Google Play Store and iOS. First of all, we provided the banking side already. We're giving them some tools to do the normal banking. They can fund their wallets. They can do transfers. They can save and get good interest. They can do investment and stuff like that. They can pay their bills. We provided them with a marketplace and protection uh, using the escrow system to protect them in the marketplace and a community where they can actually expand their network, make new friends, make new partners. So that is the first MVP. Then the next step is to start helping them to with registration, to register their businesses. But I set up a team in-house that so some of them can help them with documentation and start helping them to get registered. Then provide them with all the business too. We are creating an SME hub within the app where you can subscribe on a monthly basis and you have access to tools that can help you organize your business as an SME. So we have a game plan. We're executing on the game plan gradually. And that's the plan we have for everything. Well, there is a quite lot of stuff you have ahead of you. Does it sometimes scare you like the size of your plans? Yes. If your vision does not scare you, then the vision is not big enough. 
Yeah, so for me, I mean, Africa is 1.3 billion, but more people. That's a lot of people with 70, 80% of them being my target market with a time of almost $800 billion. I mean, that's a very big vision. And it scares me sometimes because I ask myself, are you able to pull it off? But like I said, you take it gradually, one step at a time. If you're in the right direction with the right team behind you, the right partners behind you, the right investors behind you, we can conquer the market, we can dominate the market and make an impact, not just in Africa, but in other developing nations of the world. Even right now, we have calls in the MENA region, Egypt, Dubai, Qatar. They, they like the name Aladdin. I know the name Aladdin is quite beautiful. I mean, it reminds us of the cartoon, Aladdin and the genie and the flying carpets and magic. So we're here to bring magic to the world of banking. So, I mean, I think a lot of people in the MENA region, they also want to see Aladdin in Egypt, Morocco, uh, Dubai, and all those places because Aladdin actually evokes some kind of wonderful feeling for magic and flying carpets for a lot of people. The young ones also want Aladdin. I have my kids, my children, they say, Daddy, have a young Aladdin app for the youth. So beyond SMEs, you see that the vision is usually big. The young people want to be taught how to manage finances, how to be rewarded when they do their jobs or do their stuff at home. Even beyond SMEs, there's going to be the young version for Aladdin as well. I'm providing magic alongside with finance. So it's a very big vision and sometimes I'm scared thinking about vision. But I actually really like this statement. Um, Aladdin brings magic to banking. Yes, that would be a good headline. Um, I don't want to take away much more from your time. As I said, you're pretty early in your journey and I would like to reconnect, let's say some month down the road. Now we have an update for our audience and actually we can learn with you a few things you've learned along the way to also add into our own mental framework. Yeah, thank you so much, Joe, for the opportunity. Like I said, we're looking for partners, we're looking for investors. You can tell more about, you can learn more about Aladdin by going to wefunder.com slash Aladdin. I mean, just go there and read up on Aladdin and our story, our journey, and how much we've raised so far in our $1 million. We've raised close to $400,000 already on the WeFunder campaign. And we still need you to actually come and invest and support the dream as we try to create wonderful impacts across Africa. I'm really pumped to be here. I'm really wonderful at connecting with the audience across different nations. I'm glad for the opportunity. Thank you so much, Jim. Totally my pleasure. And at the time of recording this, you've almost surpassed the 400,000 US dollars. So I think you're very well on your way to reach your funding goal. Yes, thank you, Joe. We look forward to that. I will pray so. Thank you very much, darling. It was totally my pleasure, and I'm looking forward to have you back. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye.